Hey everyone, this is the Patio Brief, a podcast where three good friends gather on the back patio of our apartment, smoke cigars, and talk about anything. It can literally be about anything. So sit back, relax, light one up, and see where the conversation goes. Twas down the Glen one Easter morn, to city fair old I. Those armor lines of marching men, and squadrons pass me by. No pipe did hum, no battle drum, did sound its red tattoo. But the angels' bells or the Liffey swell rang out all the foggy dew. Hey everyone, this is the Patio Brief. I'm your host, Connor Jansma. And we got the Noah Chamberlain. That's right, the Noah Chamberlain. And we also have two very special guests with us tonight. Uh, two of our very, very good friends from back in our college days. One of them, you've actually heard about him a little bit before when I shared that Fair Day story. And that's my bro, Chris Elder. Chris, say hi, buddy. What's up, buddy? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and this is about as awkward as our group gets. Pretty much. That's why we're friends, because we're all awkward folk. And uh, also with us, we have the uh, very interesting and uh, exuberant... Looks like a samurai. John Cockroft. They call me the Cockinator. <laughs> there you go! John C. Uh, better than the cockroach. Hey, yeah. <laughs> He said it was explicit. He wanted me to get explicit. Well, no, it's explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that little pipe you got in your mouth there, buddy. Your mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm what, you, uh, what kind of tobacco is you smoking through that pipe? I am smoking red rum. If y'all want to check it out, it's Tobacco Cabana out in Cedar Hill. That's what's up. Shameless plug. It smells really good. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I got my uh, Rough Rider. I was going to smoke a Crux tonight, but I'm like, you know, it's going to be kind of a short night. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just pop out a good old uh, Rough Rider. So you smoking a short Rough I popped the last thing out of my humidor, which was a uh, Southern Draw Cedars. Right. One of my favorites, though. And, uh, Chris, you don't uh, you don't smoke, but it looks like you're drinking a little something tonight. What you drinking, buddy? Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Punkle. It's a uh, pumpkin pie space. <laughs> pumpkin pie spice. Holy crap. Pumpkin pie spice Dunkle from Lakewood Brewing Company. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking that too, and I'm actually, I'm really digging it. It's actually yeah. pretty, tastes like pumpkin pie in beer form. I've got a, uh, I've actually got a bit of bourbon tonight, some good old Wilderness Trail bourbon. Right. <laughs> so anyways, but John and uh, Chris, they came down to visit us for uh, Thanksgiving, and then we went to Asian King Buffet, which is pretty much the last photo of all four of us was taken. I, it, At one time. I, I was yeah. like, it's my cover photo on Facebook for like the past five years. <laughs> oh God. Connor's, Connor's still living the past, don't worry. I know. It's, just, it's like, I want to so, be back in college we'll, we'll again. those glory days. <laughs> pretty much. None of, none of us had beards. Uh, we all look like children in that photo. Bunch of baby faces. 
But anyways, we played this game called the uh, fortune cookie game. And Chris, how do we play the fortune cookie game? So the fortune cookie game is you take out your fortune from your fortune cookie and then read it out loud and follow it up with the words in bed. <laughs> Probably one of the funniest games you will ever play. Make sure you're with the right group of people, though, because if you play that around your grandma, she might have a heart attack. Which is it for which mine was kind of lame. It said, uh, get more fortune cookies at fortunecookies.com. In bed. In bed. <laughs> I'm like, so they're telling you to be fat, Connor. Pretty much. They're I'm telling like, you you need to put on a little bit of weight. That is my future is eating fortune cookies in bed. <laughs> I sure as heck hope not. Very nice girl's going to be a fortune cookie. There you go. <laughs> it's like a candy wife from Flapjack or whatever that show was. <laughs> That's a cookie. Anyway. Anybody else remember what their cookie said? John, do you remember what your said? Something about a candid approach doing something in bed. Huh. Chris, what was mine, yours? Yours was pretty mine funny. Mine was, uh, work out the kinks now and you'll perform better tomorrow. In, in bed. bed. <laughs> hey, we are right. If you're listening, you know what to do. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, I remember my first one. If you keep yourself too busy with being a jack of all trades, you'll never become a master of one. In, in bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be, uh... <clears throat> I don't know what I was going to say with that. I probably <laughs> best I don't say it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we had a crazy, crazy road when we were in college, the, the four of us. Oh, heck yeah. I think, yeah. well, we all been roommates at one point with one or another. Yes. Going to, like, different dorms and different semesters. Yeah, all of you lived I, I kind of think if we were roommates, were we? Yeah. All, all Except for you, me and John, we were no yeah, roommates. All of you traumatized me at some point. I did That's true. not. No, I definitely did. No I'm a 100%. All of us, all yes, right, I have point. traumatized every See, last Chris, one of these poor boys. Chris doesn't like it when uh, you uh, change your clothes in front of him in a dorm room. Yeah, fancy that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, you never said anything. Yeah. You never liked you it. Never you, never, you never said anything either. I would just, I'd just be playing well, Overwatch. I'd I turn around just... and Homeboy's got his pants down. <laughs> yeah. All he did was look and smile. Hey, it's a good thing you weren't streaming back in the day, because that would have been real. <laughs> well, dude, you, uh, I wanted to get changed as fast and discreetly as possible, so I didn't say anything. Either that or Chris would have been the most popular the streaming privacy. channel. But you're <laughs> playing like, your, you're playing your game. Fans. Yeah, but I still can turn around. See, like, okay, so Chris was a big gamer back in. We were playing, we were living in this uh, room called Collins, is the name of the dorm. Chris would always be on his computer at night, so I would just... You know, get naked and, and change in my new clothes. <laughs> and I, I didn't think he would look at me, and he he turn around right when I'm like naked. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. No, I don't. Oh man, Save me. I feel, okay. So I know every last one of y'all. So y'all are gonna have to tell your own individual experience. But unfortunately. Every last one of these poor boys has seen me in my birthday suit, just in full glory, just one hundred percent the Noah Chamberlain in his rawest, rawest natural form. So and we're, uh, not we're not talking just oh in his birthday suit. We're talking Superman, hands on hips with pride, going around. Look at me, ladies. I'm here and I'm ready. So seeing as how y'all got your own stories. Chris, what's your story there, buddy? So my story is when I was living with, when I was rooming with Connor. One day I was getting changed just to go. I don't even remember. Was this in Regents or Wines? It was no, in Collins. This is in Collins. Oh, Collins. We were never yeah. in Regents together. Yeah, so I was getting changed, and 
the I guess the door to our room was unlocked, and freaking Noah walks in. It's like, hey, bud, guess what? And I turn around, and this guy just drops his gym shorts to the floor. I just look down and see this guy's ding dong. I'm like, Noah, what the crap are you doing, dude? Oh, I just man. got circumcised. <laughs> I'm gonna show. I'm not. Those are good. I did a self circumcision. <laughs> Use plenty of hydrogen peroxide. Rate, rate my work. <laughs> what would you yeah. give it? A one out of ten or a ten out of ten? You mean like you're a one centimeter? Um, yeah. Uh, mine was being in blinds. I think it was the afternoon. I had my computer up doing classwork or whatever, and no one's in the shower. I get done, and all of a sudden, bam! Kicks open the door. He's just like, "Here I am, ladies, come and get me." <laughs> and I just turn, and I'm like. That's your dick. <laughs> That's your dick. I'm like, all right, Noah. All right, just you do that. Ah, uh, but never a dull moment with the Chamberlain. That's why he's yeah. called one of the Chamberlain because he's only got one. In the <laughs> I've never heard that one, but that's good. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, we've been through a lot. Like back in school, is like. Yeah. Um, Hold John, up, hold up, Connor. What was your dick. experience? Connor's a dick. Were you right. mean, when you got naked? Yeah, I know you've experienced. You haven't before. got naked in front of me, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> I'm pretty Not sure. Yet. Yeah. Well, don't um, tell me. I don't. Until after this podcast, I'm not happy. No, no, not at all. Tune in next time for Connor's side of the story. John and I are leaving after this recording to give them some privacy. <laughs> That's so dumb. Um, yeah, you never, you never like, I don't know. No, I don't. No, I think he was around once, maybe. And that, I, I swear, that was probably the summer that we were all in Gwines. Because you shared that room with Darby, but Darby wasn't there. I think that yeah. may be the only yeah, time. Yeah, he disappeared Connor, for like a full. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had problems with his girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah. But, anyways. Oh, someone else disappeared. Yeah. I did? Where did I disappear to? I don't know. Oh, I guess I disappeared. disappeared. When did I disappear? Never mind. I guess I disappeared because I went to Columbia while we lived together. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Hey, buddy, how's Texas? All right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> back like another, to talking about our glory days podcast. back in Collins. <laughs> I think there was plenty of times where we were, like, actually scared the legitimate crap out of each other. Oh, Go yeah. Let me tell you one, one good one. Yourself. Let me tell you one good one. You can take the cigar and shove it up your ass. That's right, I got to story this. to yourself. <laughs> oh, I know you do. So here's one. First, uh, we were, it was during the summer, we had a movie night in Collins where we watched Insidious. Is there the Insidious or Insidious 2? Our, our, yeah, you were gone. Yeah, okay. And so we were watching it, and then John is staying in Collins by himself, which, mind you, this dorm is like a haunted house when you're by yourself. Especially when at night when it's pitch black. It's just terrifying. Exactly. So this guy... And I lived in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, he lived in the basement. So this guy, after we watched the movie, he's all like, you know, I'm going to go I'm gonna go uh, take a shower and hit the hay. I'm, I'm, see you guys. So I watched him go downstairs, but he goes in his room. I go down into where the, 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 the bathroom is, where the showers are. And like one one shower is under construction; it's under renovation. Mm-hmm. So I, I hide in there. This guy, he's singing um, "Simple Minds." Uh, Don't ah. you forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Don't you?" That. He's in his cell. He's like, "Don't you forget about me?" I'm like, "Oh, he's in the zone right now. I'm gonna get this guy." I have my phone. He comes around the corner, opens up the the curtain, and I come around the corner. I'm like, I'm like, meh. This guy goes through the roof. His towel flies off, and he, and he, he gets all he, gets, he comes up and he starts punching me. And like the way you can sum that up is, you think Tom and Jerry, whenever Jerry would sneak up on Tom, 
and like poked Tom with like a brand new. You didn't poke <laughs> Tom goes flying. That's what it was like. I kind of flew through the roof. Pretty much. I've never seen you that angry before. Yeah. Sorry. I think I've only been angry twice. Tell it the other time I scared you. And uh, What was that? Was that when you showed me that weird-ass Shrek video? No, no, no. That was when I came home from the movies and you were like in your room by yourself. Yeah, I think I was about to go to bed. And you thought I left? Yes. And I'm like... I'm about to go to sleep. No, no, tell about how sleep. dark it is. And, oh, the pitch black. Completely pitch black. Like, you can't see your hand in front of your face. And I'm going to bed, and I'm like, did he leave? This motherfucker. Because I just came in to say hi, but you were ignoring me. You're being a, a lame person, so I'm like, fine, I'll go somewhere else. But I'm like, this motherfucker. I, I, why do I have a feeling? And I'm like, I know he's here. I pull it up. I don't know how to sum up your face. Well, you had an iPad, and you kind of like, you're, you're looking at your iPad, and then you, your eyes kind of looked up, and you turned the iPad towards my face, and you screamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, poor people in the hall. Yeah. Oh, I think man. at that time, I also lived next to an alcoholic. In a, in a Christian country. What about, what about you, No, you, you had a good funny story there. Oh, yes. You were talking about at the buffet. Oh yes, yeah. We were we were reminiscing a little bit before recording this episode, and uh, so <clears throat> uh, this this one year for Halloween, we have a Halloween party with some friends. Um, one of them was a friend from college, and another friend was uh, Connor's girlfriend at the time, and they had just became official that night too. <laughs> and so, um, no, it was right before the Halloween party. That's right. It was, it was a couple good, yeah. days before, and. Um, Connor had just become official with this girl, so his mind is just, like, on cloud nine. You know, it's off in the distance. <laughs> and I come home, and I, if, if you've ever played the game, uh, video game Call of Duty Ghost, you know what I'm talking about. But it's this black mask where you can only see the eyes, but the rest of the mask is, like, this kind of creepy skeleton-looking skull thing on it. You know, it's, just look it up. Call of Duty Ghosts, it's going to be the main one that you see. And so... Um, I had just got it because I was using it for a costume that year. And I come home from hanging out at a friend's house. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to scare Connor. And uh, so I put the mask on. I knock on the door. And I'm thinking, okay. But you, you knocked on the bathroom door. No, 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 no. I knocked on the door first. And you never heard me. I knocked on the regular door first, just our front door, and nothing. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, oh, maybe he's in his room or something. I'm like, okay, maybe I can sneak in and make this happen. So I open it up. I hear nothing. I start walking towards his home, and this fool is in the bathroom just brushing his teeth with the door closed. <laughs> and so I, I lock the door when I'm home by myself when I use a bathroom. Yeah, it's and plus, weird. like I said, homeboy's mind was just way out in the clouds at this point. And so I'm like, ooh, I got him because all the lights are off in the apartment. And the faucet's running and everything, and there's just this little hallway light on, but there's a little, uh, there's a wall right next to the bathroom door. And so what I did was, is I just walked up, I knocked on the door real quick, and then dipped around the corner quietly, still with this mask on. And Connor, I see Connor open the door, and I see the light open up, and he's starting to poke his head out and around the corner. And when he does, I jump right around the corner, almost in his face, and I just yell, Ooga Booga! <laughs> it's the dumbest. Connor tenses up like he's about to fight for the heavyweight belt. <laughs> he's about to throw a punch. But it's hilarious because he's got his toothbrush in one hand. He's got toothpaste coming out of his mouth. And he's sitting there all tensed up and he's just screaming at me. Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! 
I thought I was gonna, I thought you were so, I thought, okay, I thought you were like the neighbor coming in to just literally just rip me apart, and then I was gonna be on Fox News, like, guy in Texas gets ripped apart by neighbor, manhunt underway, that's all went through my head, uh oh, the neighbors are fighting, sorry, yeah, ignore that, neighbor. ignore that, there's, there's our fighting neighbor again, yeah, you'll hear it from time to story. and uh, so that happened, and that was hilarious, you know, because I took the mask off and you were so mad. You were like, don't ever do that again. Tripoli <laughs> so. I, I got a good time. Then this other time, I come walking up the stairs after work. Connor's already home. He's chilling on the couch. He was watching, I think, Hulu or YouTube or something. I was probably on Hinge because I, I didn't have my girlfriend in. Yeah, yeah. No, at this time, it's a later date and time. He had broken up with that one girl. and No, this is, this is like a few weeks ago because like this is like two years ago we are talking about. Now it's like recent. This was probably a couple months ago because it was still warm out. Yeah. Now I work too hard. I don't have time for a girlfriend. So. Right. <laughs> so I walk up and uh, the way our living room is set up is you got the couch facing the TV, but the when you're sitting on the couch, your back is to the window that looks right at the front door. So if someone walks up, normally you can see them coming unless you're watching TV and you can't. Connor's just sitting on the couch scrolling on his phone. I'm like, this guy had to have heard me come up on him, but I'm going to try to scare him if I can. And so I just take my fist and I bang as hard as I can on the window. I just go, bang, 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 bang. This dude leaps clean out of the seat, turns around and just starts yelling, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he opens up the door. I come in and I'm trying to give him a hug. He's like, no, no don't touch me. He just starts punching me. No, I know. I was like... When I'm at Bank of America and I'm getting cash out of the ATM and some guy comes up, I now know I'm going to react. I'm just going to exactly. be screaming that and have my fists up. <laughs> like, He's I'm not going to make it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't have any good stories of scaring any of you guys, but I have one story that Connor wishes I would never tell. Wait, which one are you going to talk? Don't, don't, don't say it. <laughs> Give me a hint. Um, it was actually, it's a good Thanksgiving story because it happened when you went home for Thanksgiving break. And you left your truck with me and um, Oh, you no, the greatest no, thing no, ever. No, yes, this, no, this that is was the, the last time I left my truck because I, even <laughs> even two years, like a year and a half later, I still found stuff in my truck that you left. Chris, Chris, please tell this story, man. It's the greatest. Oh, so, God. I forgot about this one. So this was like I was like a senior in college, and I guess this was this was like your last semester. And I was all happy to get out yeah, so and you're, graduate. You're like, you went home for Thanksgiving break. You're going to graduate in like a couple weeks. And you flew home for, for Thanksgiving break and left your left your truck with a buddy. And it was with Michael uh, Meeks, I think. Yeah, no, Michael. wasn't it with Julio? It was with Michael Meeks. No, no it, it was Julio. It was no. Julio well, Michael because Meeks you were was in on it. Yeah, yeah Michael, Michael, yeah, Michael Meeks was, was in on it, Julio. but you were rooming with Julio. Julio was a conscientious objector. <laughs> so was, it, was it actually yeah. Julio's idea to do this? No, it was Michael's. It was Michael's course so so this one guy and i we decided to uh, get on walmart and order order a box of condoms from walmart because we're at bible college like we don't want to be seen like walking out of walmart with a bunch of condoms but we we speak ordered them yourself. and went and picked them up yeah speak for yourself which they probably they probably <laughs> don't know what condoms look like you just could just walk out with it that's honestly true so we bought we bought a box of condoms and we bought uh like a big thing of hand lotion with like the pump on it and we spent like a, a, a full hour filling these condoms with hand lotion and you were hiding, in your them, apartment hiding them in Connor's truck. Yeah, we had, like, the door to our apartment locked. It was on ground level, and we were kind of worried that someone's going to walk in and be like, hey, what's going on? The RA's going to walk <laughs> in and probably uh, 
spell you guys. I, don't know, I like it really well was lubricated. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, we, we hid like 20 condoms in Connor's truck. And we we did a really good job. Like every nook and cranny we hid. You guys went too too hard on it. Like you guys went, you <laughs> tried hard on all of it. Yeah, honestly, maybe we did a little bit. I know like we hid, like we hid them in his glove box. We did like under the seat. I think I did one like in like the seat back pocket, like on the, like in <laughs> Yeah, like the, well, the you know what happened? side seat back pocket. I think I stuck one in there. After I found all those stupid condoms you guys put in my truck, I was I threw them all out. Then me and Michael went to go get some food after, and like as we're at a stoplight, I, I look at Michael, I glare at him, and I open up the sun visor, and a bunch more fall out. Because <laughs> I knew they were there. And then like a year and a half later, it was like it was like a hot July in in Visalia, California, where it gets like 115. I found a, a couple more dried cracked condoms in my <laughs> truck. Oh, man. I missed. Uh, that's great. Oh, you know what that means. If Chris ever brings his truck out here, get payback. Yeah, I think it's not going to make it down here. In what do you piece. drive? I, I forgot that you actually got a you got a pickup truck, right? Yeah, I drive a Chevy Colorado. Heck, it's, yes. You got a Chevy. A See, that's going to last Chevy's you a lot. Brand he drives, he drives a Colorado and, and drinks IPA. Of course, he's a hipster. <laughs> Chevy is for the working man, okay? Chevy and Ford is no, for the No, no, I'm saying man. that's a good thing. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, for the fancy Wait, but tell us about your, uh, your, your Pacifica that we had so Oh, oh yeah. gosh. What about it? I mean, besides Big dying. Booty Judy. Oh, like, I never knew that car. Big I just thought Judy. the car brand was Big Booty Judy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, a, that would have been a, a contentious model name there. Um, yeah, I used to drive this 2004 Chrysler Pacifica. It was so it's like a station wagon. It really didn't fit that much. Like it only fit like no. you could fit six people in it realistically, but it was really short, so it didn't have a lot of room for cargo or stuff like that. So oh, it's yeah. kind of it's smaller than an SUV, but um, <clears throat> her name was Big Booty Judy because <laughs> she was wide and uh, <laughs> no, she was thick. Exactly. She was thick and she had a nice exhaust port. And she was a, and it was a really good car. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. I apologize. It's going to be like NA17 now. I'm not explicit. <laughs> sorry. I'm... Continue, yeah. Chris. But yeah, I had this car for like, I don't know. I got it in 2014 and it finally died on me in 2020. So this is like uh. six years I had it. And, you know, I had like 100,000 miles on it. When I got it, I think I put another 80 on it. And then I just remember... I was about to move, actually. Like, I was about to move out of my apartment. And mm-hmm. we were kind of getting ready. We were going to spend a couple weeks at, living with my wife's family. And then we were going to move to Kansas. And I was kind of worried about how we were going to get two cars up there. I was, like, I was kind of getting ready to get, like, a towing attachment for the U-Haul just to tow my car up there. Yeah. Um, but then right before, like, less than two weeks before we moved, my car actually broke down on I-35 in the middle of rush hour in the far left lane with no shoulder oh no and it was a nightmare how'd you get how'd you get it across did you have to get the tow truck or did you guys have to push it yeah so this guy came and towed me he just towed me the rest of the way to uh to the colony and it was like it was like a 20 minute drive but he you know he would he had just been like he was a few cars back from me in traffic but he was able to tow it like yep. loaded up and tow it so i only paid like 200 bucks to get it towed instead of getting it yeah hauled away by the by the police yeah and all that so but yeah. i had to get had to had to get rid of it because there was no way that it was yeah. fixable it was like a thousand dollar fix they wanted to replace yeah. the whole motor yeah might as well get a brand new one good memories in big booty judy though one of my favorite memories 
because it's just one of the most notorious memories we have in that was taking that Oklahoma City trip. Chris is shaking his head right now. Because, okay, so Chris, Connor, and I, back in, what was it, 2016, 2017? Yeah, I'd say it was 2017. I think it was 2017 when we took this trip. We drove on spring break. We didn't have any money, but we were like, you know what? We don't have a ton of money to go to stuff like Miami Beach or go somewhere cool for spring break. So we're going to go to Oklahoma City. We're just going to take a road trip up there, a one-day road trip, go hang out, you know, explore yep. around a bit. And it was fun. Um, I mean, we saw a whole bunch of stuff up there. We had a, we ate at that really cool taco place, too. Yeah. That was really good. Um, but on our way out, we're driving up. Uh, it was 287. And um, Chris is driving. I mean, we're like, what, 20 minutes into the trip at this point? We were, we're not like, very far. We were reaching like, Oklahoma border by then. No, we were like we were in Fort Worth still. So were we? Yeah. So so we probably were on the road for closer to an hour. Yeah. So and uh, and we're driving along. We're just flying and we're driving the right hand lane. People are passing us, and we're jamming out to some music, joking, laughing, and then this big old black pickup. I think it was a Toyota. <laughs> yeah, it was a Toyota because the back window rolled down. Yeah. This big black. Toyota pickup rolls on by and we're not thinking anything of it. The back window rolls down. We're like, okay, you know, no big, no big deal. And then this dude just pulls his pants down and just sticks his buck naked ass out the back (laughs) of this window. Connor and I are dying laughing. I was like, no, look at that. (laughs) And then Chris is just screaming. Chris is just, "Ah!" I don't even know how you do that scream. It was just that, ah, We know the scream. Ah, we all know the ah, scream. Scream. <laughs> no, and then we go by the car, and there's these, like, this, these two middle-aged people, like, his parents, are they're, they're just shaking their head, like, looking at the road. It's <laughs> probably their uh, 26-year-old son. Or something like that. Them. And he just completely moved his head. We had to watch it for, like, a good solid five minutes. Oh, my gosh. And poor Chris couldn't take his eyes off the road and look away. <laughs> He's just driving and just... He was being a responsible ah, driver. <laughs> I wanted just to look straight down in my lap. That would, that would have been a bad idea. But no, remember that one time I tickled you on the way to Saturcade and you almost veered off the road? Oh, yeah, gosh. I do remember that. That was funny. I, re- I remember on that same trip to Oklahoma City, uh, we stopped at Bucky's to get some food on the yes. road. Yes. This is the first time I've ever wanted to get in a fist fight with Mr. Connor Jansma. Well, you also, I thought you were stealing from me. That's okay, why. so we go to Bucky's, and Bucky's has like really good food for a travel stop. Yes, it's so, the best place in the world. If you're so ever in Texas, get yourself to a Bucky's. Get, yeah, get your butt over to a Bucky's. You're not a Texan until you have a Bucky's get some, t-shirt. Get some beaver nuggets. Um, Whoa. You can have some of these beaver nuggets. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we all picked up just some snacks. Um, I think I grabbed like a drink and a mm-hmm. breakfast burrito. And I go to check out, and I'm like right behind Connor, who's already like he's already getting his stuff taken care of. Well, did and you? Okay, go. Keep continuing. So you had already checked out. And the guy had like put all the guy had put all of Connor's stuff into a bag. And then. <laughs> Connor finishes paying, and he's like, okay, guys, I'm going to go out to the car. And he picks up my burrito that's on the counter, starts walking out the door with it. I'm like, Connor! He's like, what? He says, I'm like, that's my burrito, man. He's like, 
no, it's mine. It's like, <laughs> and Connor started I, thinking, I did not say start, it like that. We start shouting I said, at no, it is mine. I paid for it. It we is start, mine. We start shouting at each other. <laughs> no, and I'm, mind you, I'm behind both of these fools, and I'm dying laughing because I saw all that happen. Chris, you're looking at me dead in the eye when, I, when you try to take that bag from me. I was like, dude, that's my burrito. Like, I grabbed it from the, from the rack. I thought you were just being funny. No, I was being dead serious. I was like, dude, that's my burrito. I have to pay for it. And then I'm like, it's like your your burrito's in your bag. And he's like, he's like holding the bag and he looks in the bag. He's like, oh, and he gave me my burrito. <laughs> Wait, did bag. I have another bag with me? Or you no, had so you had so he put like your stuff like in like a brown paper bag. He yeah. put like your drink and your burrito in there. But then you grabbed my burrito and just holding it like in your hand. I was probably staring in the space when he put all the, the stuff on a yeah. counter. Exactly. And I thought it was in a plastic bag, and so I was like, oh, that's mine. I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I'm like, sitting here laughing because this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Well, it goes to show. Don't come. come between a man and his food, Chris was like going primal for a second. Yeah, I've never wanted to fight you before then. <laughs> Over a burrito, man. Yeah, oh, man. man. I have a heart. Don't mess food. with my breakfast burritos, man. They had so many good memories back in Collins. Uh, Chris, I know you remember this because we used to do it all the time. I think I saw you a couple of their times there too, John. Maybe once, Connor. But when we used to have those Smash Bros nights in Collins, uh-huh. oh my gosh. we'd have eight Makaya people. Skelton kicking. No, Brett Rogers. Destroying everybody. Or Michael Island trolling you for 10 minutes to beat you in the most disgusting way possible. I can still hear him screaming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or all you hear is, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! (laughs) Because he just knocked you into Timbuktu off the side of the ledge, and you're just trying to recover to come back to the ledge, and all you hear is Michael Island, don't do it! Don't do it! And then right when you're about to recover, he just spikes <laughs> you straight down to Meteor City. Oh, my and God. And it is just uh, awful. Guys, Collins, man. What was, like, the most, like, funniest thing from Collins that you remember? Just about the dorm itself or the people. Oh, man. There's so many things that were – that was just absolutely like, great. No, like, because Collins was, like, a – it was, like, the oldest dorm on campus. It is the – one of the oldest buildings at the school. It was built before the Titanic sank. It was built in, like, 1907. <laughs> it was one of the original, yeah. Yeah. But uh, – I think my favorite memory is, like, right after – like, this is, like, the first week or two that I was living there. Um, we had already, like, they did, like, a fire drill at the beginning of every semester just to make sure everyone, <laughs> just make sure everyone was It always good. got found out. And one night, we had, like, already done a fire drill. And this was, this wasn't, like, super late. It was, like, it was, like, maybe, like, 10 o'clock or something like that. And I was get, taking a shower, getting ready for bed. And, well, I was getting ready to go in the shower. And it was, like, one of those dorms that has, like, a shared, like, bathroom and it, stuff Yeah, it was like community that. bathrooms. So, so I had, like, I was in gym shorts. I had walked down the hall. I had all my stuff with me. So I was getting ready to get in the shower, and the alarm starts going off. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? And I finally, like, I kind of run back down my, uh, I run back to my room and grab a shirt. Because I'm like, I'm not going to go out, like, I'm not going to go out half naked. Like, it's pretty cold out. It's probably, like, mm-hmm. it was October like in- or November yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. And we get outside, and we're like, what happened? Was it another fire drill? And someone's like, no, the alarm actually went off. Like, someone set off the fire alarm in their room and got the whole dorm out it's because they had burned popcorn in the microwave yep oh, i remember yeah, that night yeah it was, yeah. It was a freaking cluster i was i was kind of ticked off yeah a lot of people were that night because i think i remember i was pissed because we had already had one and i was pissed at yeah. that because i had that was when i was working truck at chick-fil-a 
So I had to be work. I had to be at work working at four thirty in the morning. So I was waking up at three thirty, getting ready for work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was already pissed that we had one, and then we had a second one because someone was being an idiot, and I was livid that night because I was trying to go to sleep. But John, what's uh, what's one of your favorite memories, buddy? Well, before I ask, who was y'all's RA when we got started? Was it Josh or was it Micaiah? Uh, no, I didn't even Josh. have Micaiah. Um, I had uh, Austin, Luke. Oh, Luke. Luke Standage was my RA when I first came into yeah. the dorm. When you, oh, you came in my spring semester. Though. Yeah, because remember, I had that very first semester in Teeter, which I hated mm-hmm. because even though I lived in Teeter, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I spent more times, more cumulative hours in Collins and at Collins mm-hmm. than I did at Teeter. Yeah, people, Christians who go to Collins and got saved. I'd, okay. I'd pick Teeter because it looked good. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's fair. Something. Uh, for me, it was before you two came. No, you... You weren't in Collins. I was probably in Gwines at the time. You were in Gwines. You were in Teeter. You didn't exist. Uh, yep. <laughs> Christine, you I came at the same time as Noah. So yeah. You came as, in spring as, semester? As before, either one of us. Yeah. No, I came in the fall, that fall. Like the fall, you fall 15, right? You came in fall spring of 15. 15. No, I came fall 15. Well, I came to Collins in spring 16. Oh, okay. I'm just crazy. Um, yeah, you are. That's so fine. before any we're of you, before you two, Chris and Noah came, and Connor was in Gwines, I had an RA named Micaiah. Micaiah... Great, loving, super awesome guy. Actually, it reminds me of another friend of mine in Christmas. Uh, He's one of my closest friends. He's a great guy. Unsee it. And same personality too. He would do these Nerf wars, and I didn't have a Nerf gun, so I would steal his. And I remember one time, no, I borrowed Lucas. Lucas Moore. Big oh gosh. <laughs> I borrowed his, and Makaya's working on his computer. I bust the door open, blind shoot with Nerf guns, run, or in my case, limp, to my room, lock the door, or no, I close the door and hide. I'm just working, being, hey, what's up? He opens the door, got a Nerf bullet on his forehead and his nose. <laughs> and I'm just like, I did that? He's like, yep. I'm like, I'm proud of that. <laughs> and I look at him like, you're going to get me back. And he has a gun pointing, and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, he loaded into me, and I'm like, yeah, I deserve, I deserve that. Oh, Lucas Moore, though, too. Anyway, Connor. Oh, man. Connor, what's one of your favorite memories? Buddy? You were here before any of us. Well, it's not really the it's not really the Collins dorm. It's like, I remember you and me were in that, uh, that ethics class. God, Com Ethics? Because yeah. I remember speech with Dr. Alexander. Oh, yeah, but do you remember Com Ethics? Night class? Yeah. Yeah, we had this first-year professor who was Mrs. By the Book. And, like, me and John would always come in late. We got our coffee drinks, and she would always be honest. Like, you know, you should be here at this time and this time and this time. Like, lady, I've been going here longer than you have. And then me and John were just always – you helped me get through that class. But uh, I remember when Ah, – Yeah, our ethics paper. I remember remember you, me, and Chris, we were in this one class. It was called – Oh, PBJ. PBJ. I know you love that professor. You <laughs> love Rob Prosker. It's your favorite. It was, Everybody uh, loves Rob Prosker. Shout, out, shout out to his podcast, I guess, whatever the crap it's called. Shout out to Rob Price. You are a great man. You're just a dick of a professor. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't hear this. But <laughs> no, it's great. It's, I got it's my constructive degree. feedback. I'll pass this class. I don't care. But anyways, anyways, um, me, Chris, and John, we were in this, uh, it was like in this uh, printed broadcasting and journalism class where we had to do all these um, we had to do all these these articles and we had to write stories and then we had to do a lot of filming that. stuff 
Chris has not, he was not exposed to DMA or digital media arts like we were because nope. I used to be digital media arts and I switched my major to communications because it's easier. But my God, the digital assignments media. that we had, we were all like in the, we were like burning up together into death. And it also occurred to me, I had Robin Price for each day of the week. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. I never will had, do that again. I had three classes within my whole career. I took a and I was class. Like, this is too much. I took a class by Danny Alexander with, with Danny Alexander every year. That wasn't as bad as a Rob Price class. Danny Alexander was one of the most difficult professors on the campus. Yes. We, we were in that, but uh, he was one of the best too. Oh, His class. Doctor Alexander is my like hero. We were in that uh, that um, we watched we watched a movie and we had to like analyze it. What was that? Class yeah, called? movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was right before uh, the Hey Buddy House Texas Rhetorical movie. Studies in Film? No. Yeah, it's Rhetorical Studies in Film, but there's like Rhetorical Me, Studies 1. There's, re, there's Rhetorical Studies 1 and Rhetorical Studies 2. It was number, a second one. Number one, we had to watch uh, Christian movies. Yeah, I had one. <laughs> Hated it. Yeah. Did you but do no. the Christian one? I can't remember if I... I think I had one. Was that secular or Christian? I think I think I had the secular one. It's actually well, pretty funny because... I, I like that one. You'd watch these Christian movies and you just feel so much better about yourself after you're done. Yeah. You're just like, I don't I, remember him showing Lame as Rob because that was actually a good one. Yeah. And he the had old the, one with Liam Neeson and yes. yeah, all that. It was the old one. Yeah. The better one. But we had to watch that one. It's called a. Uh, is this Christian movie called Faith Like Potatoes? Dude, that's actually. Right. I will say this. I do enjoy Faith Like Potatoes. It's a good movie, but it's corny. As I will say this. <laughs> Christians tend to overhype Christian-made movies. They're like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, this is the best it thing ever." I'm my like, soul. I'm like, All "Okay, right, cool. listen, I appreciate this. It's a great movie. It gives me great like motivation in areas of life." But please don't sit there and claim this is the best movie ever. No, because yeah, no <laughs> half the time your filming the skills are <laughs> off. But... What was that one movie with the J with the, the Jailhouse Boys? Which one? Oh, Gridiron Gang. I didn't watch the one with Dwayne The Rock? The Longest Yard. You were in that one? Oh, no. Longest Yard. It's one with George Clooney. No. Uh, we're in the jailhouse now. We talked about that before. Oh, the uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, that oh, was gosh. such a funny movie. That was a I, good one. I watched a scene from that, and that, that had me laughing. I'm watching that, and I'm just going, that's the four of us. We thought you were a prison. toad. <laughs> Don't seek the treasure. No, the, what, my favorite one that was out of the Christian ones was... Um, your way. That's okay. It was that show called <laughs> Seven. Not not seven. It was uh, six. That stupid ass movie. It was called Six, but it's like, it about like this woman who captures, he gets like inheritance, and then like all these old men are like these evil. They're like they have like, these supernatural powers, and they're killing people. But it's a Christian movie. The woman got killed, and the pastor was a. It wasn't. We was lost a pastor, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've still never watched that movie. But it should be. It should be called Philosophy Priest because there's Philosoph a priest, priest in the in the movie. But pastor, raptor, pastor. Philosoph pastor has a good flow to it, even if it's not theologically accurate. <laughs> Is it anything theologically accurate? We're not going. That's another sinners. podcast. That's, a, that's yeah. That's another podcast. That's another yeah, that's podcast a, when Chris comes down here for Christmas. Well, that was our. Uh, I won't be here. That was our. Uh, Let me go Saigu, to, that was our Saigu days. What if we're going to Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A oh. days. Well, what rate? How, what is this rated? Because I have stories from Chick Fil A, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share. We're already at Triple X, so go ahead. No, I mean, hold up. One of my favorite memories from Collins though was playing board games with Luke, Micaiah, and Destin. Because Luke would just, he could win the game if he wanted to. Luke was a genius. If anybody Standage? knew Luke. Standage. No, not Standage. Uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, Luke uh, Flattery. Flattery. 
That's who it was. Oh, Sorry, my, was my bad. He was my RA when I first came in. Luke Flattery. My bad. Uh, Luke Flattery is a great guy. Dude's an absolute genius. Like, he graduated college and instantly started teaching high-level mathematics at college. Yeah, he became a professor. Yeah. And, well, he, like, interned at NASA and everything, too. Like, dude's what? a freaking genius. Good genius. You're hired. So, um, no, but Luke, he could win a board game if he wanted to. I mean, he could win it faster than anything I've ever seen. But Luke's whole point in playing board games was to ruin other people's games as yeah. much as he could. And Destin was over-competitive at board games. I thought he was big on the rules. And Destin was always big on the rules. But he was also very competitive at board games. And so Luke would sit there and just mess with Destin. Like, there's this one board game, uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's a freaking great board game. You have characters, you move around, you have to explore rooms. So, like, when you move into an empty space, you actually uncover a new room. And you kind of build the house, and there's this thing called the haunt, and eventually the haunt will begin. When the haunt begins, there's usually, usually, it depends on where the haunt began, what item was involved. So, it's a cool game where you get, you almost never play the exact same game twice. Mm -hmm. You're always playing a new, like, you have to figure out a new way to win every time. But, anyways, um, there's usually a traitor one trader, and then the rest are all trying to beat the trader to win the game, or the trader's trying to beat the other players, right? Well, there was one time, like, Luke would just sit there and mess Destin up as much as he possibly could. There was one time, we were on the same team. Luke was on the same team as Destin trying to win the game, and Luke goes up and purposefully kills Destin's character, and Destin is like, what? Why? And Luke is just like, because it's funny. Because <laughs> he gets tested so mad. And it was the funniest thing ever. Poor guy. And not only did Luke kill Destin, we went on to win that game without Destin, which made him all the more mad. Wow. <laughs> That's that Why? and one of my other all time favorite memories was a buddy of ours, Tanner Cause. Y'all remember yeah, him, right? Tanner. I loved Tanner. Tanner was a really good friend of mine back in the day. Um, and uh, for some reason, me and him would just wrestle out of nowhere. We, I'd be coming back from a class, and he would be heading to a class. We'd see each other in the hallway, lock eyes, and we'd know instantly it's about to go down. And we'd just drop our bags and just start wrestling in the middle of the Collins hallway just because we felt like it. <laughs> the amount of wrestling that did happen. All the time. Psychos. Dude, the wrestling night, whenever we had official wrestling nights on the guy's side of the hall, was so much fun. Tanner and I actually had a really good bout the one like time pool? we had an official match. And the only reason I won was because I outlasted Tanner. But that same night, this one kid, um, uh, I forgot his name. We got Elijah, we got Lucas, we got... No, it was, a, it was a goofy kid. Glasses. Okay. Wait, wait, was he what, on the upper floor? What floor was he on? He would have been a younger guy when we, when we were like were we getting up our years. Um, heck, y'all might have not have been there what for this. What was his roommate? Austin. There we yes. go. Austin, right. kids, Austin. Austin Magoo. Austin Magoo. Yeah. That was this kid's Wait, name. Where was I with? I think you were already graduated and back in California. Oh, okay. Tell the story. But Austin Magoo. 
Mind you, this kid is the epitome of a band nerd. He's short. Unfortunately, the kid had acne. I feel him. I still got acne issues, so I'm not hating on that. But, like, at the time, I really didn't have... My acne wasn't breaking out. But, th- dude, this kid just had acne. He had the glasses, like, the the height, like, the, the buzz cut. I mean, kid was a total bad nerd. Oh, I think I know what and you're talking no, about now. No way in any shape or form was this kid athletic at all. And if y'all know me, y'all know... I'm an athlete. I'm naturally athletic. I uh-huh. love sports. I'm uh-huh. always uh-huh. trying to find a sport to play. Yep. Yep. Well, we're having the official yep. wrestle night. And I just finished up, like, what was it, like a 10, 15-minute wrestling match with Tanner. Like, we went for a long time. We were, like, body slamming each other, too. We were we were going hard. And that match finally ended. And Austin McGoo goes, Noah, I want to I wanna wrestle you. I want to fight you. Oh and I'm sitting yeah. here in my head he like, wanted to, yeah. I was there for that, I remember. I'm like, I'm sitting here in my head going, wait, do you know what's about to happen to your body? I may be a little tired. I told him, I was like, all right, give me a little bit to catch my breath really quick. I catch my breath. Dude, it took me not even a minute to get behind this kid in a standing chokehold. And this kid goes, bop, and does a headbutt from behind and pops me right in the nose. And I go, and my mind went, that's it. We're done. I quickly took, I swept the leg, put him on the ground, quickly got my legs around him, which if anybody's ever wrestled me, at that point, you know you're done. Because once I get my legs around your gut, it's over. You're not breathing. Because I wait until you exhale. And then I just squeeze, and there ain't no way you're getting another breath in. Oh <laughs> and this kid, it didn't even take him a minute to go, tap, tap. Hey, I gave him an A for confidence, man. It was an A for confidence, but I'm sitting there like, what the heck was going inside your head? I don't know if you guys remember this. Okay, so my first year living in Collins, I had this roommate named Derek. Oh, <laughs> oh. Derek! Wow. Big boys sing a lot and have like a thousand, <sighs> thousand shoes. I love the yes. guy. He's a good guy, but he was the oh, most he he arrogant. Was he was still punk. Co- well, back back in the Collins days, before he started dating his now wife, he was the most arrogant, cocky. Oh yeah pompous dude you ever met i didn't like looking looking at his direction man he was yeah he was he was something he was a piece of work but he was still a good guy you're so nice chris you're so okay so the thing was he he like really liked to just like stir the pot he really to stir the pot but he got so mad when it got like flipped back on him oh yes and so one night this was like a monday night and we were usually doing our our, like our wrestling matches like after like after our dorm divas on monday nights and so one time, like on this Monday, um, th- this guy comes into my room and he goes, Hey, this is Derek's room, right? I said, yeah. And he goes over to Derek's oh, desk. Shit, I that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he picks up, like he takes all of Derek's stuff off his desk and puts it in like his chair and then picks up the entire desk and just throws it into Derek's bed. And that's all he does. He just does that and he leaves. And then Derek comes back like 30 minutes later and he's like, he sees like the the desk in his bed and he like flips out he's like who did this and i'm like i don't know i'm like i'm trying to keep it up because i'm because i don't want i don't want this other guy to get like beat up i'm like, oh, so I'm like what? 
this guy's just freaking out over just like a pretty mm-hmm. harmless prank. Like it took, it would have taken all of two minutes to put his stuff back. Yes. Where it was. And so he gets so mad and he goes out and starts like going down our hall asking all the guys like, "Hey, did you do this?" And everyone's like, "No, no, it wasn't." Oh me. yeah, yeah, I did it. And then and then this. <laughs> This big guy in our hall, we've just talked about him on this episode, but uh, Lucas Moore. Good old country boy, Lucas. Love him. He's a huge guy. He's built like a wrestler. He looks like you think farm boy. And and he's like, yeah, I did it. And he he did not do it. It was someone else. But he he basically owned up to it because he knew that Derek had no chance of beating him up. And Derek's like, okay, like I challenge you to a wrestling match. And they freaking like, he was like, okay. Uh, So so they decided (laughs) to wrestle after... uh, after our, after our Devos and like they're both pretty big guys like they're they're tall like they're Derek both, like, was a big boy tall. but Derek was they're not kinda, muscular he was not yeah, Lucas big they're they're both like big but but Lucas was like muscle and Derek yeah. was, was Lucas a a was muscle boy. with a gut is yeah the best way to describe him like yeah he, was, he looked like a big old plump boy. fat plump boy but when like yeah. if you ever accidentally felt his arms you're like oh god that's a rock yeah <laughs> and so these two guys decided to wrestle and it was like the most one-sided wrestling match i've ever seen because as soon as it started it was over like, i think i walked in at the end of that yeah something like that we got in trouble because like the the basement was still doing their devos and they were like praying and stuff like that and we're just all having a shouting matches <laughs> screaming and, and blood baths and god, that was you and derek are what you think of when you think of the one extroverted friend dragging the introverted friend everywhere with him, it was like that was, was y'all. It's funny because like they had you like fill out this interview thing or whatever, like this. That's how I like I this interest interview that. thing or whatever mm-hmm. before you moved into your dorm, so that they could pair you with a roommate that had similar interests. But it was like Derek and I were the most opposite people imaginable. Yeah. Like the only thing we had in common is that we were from the Midwest. And that, that y'all both it. liked the Patriots. You liked the Patriots at the time because of Tom Brady. I was, like, barely a fan. I was like, I, w- I still watch, like, three football games a year. Do you yes. remember Drew Hoover? Yes. Oh, I almost roomed with him freshman year. Josh nice. Collins saved my life. <laughs> yeah. I knew Drew from uh, from kids camp. He's an, interesting, in he's an interesting boy. He was Rob, some Rob Kramer. Oh, Kramer. And, and Rob. Good old Reverend Rob. <laughs> he's a reverend now? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, he's at my home church, I think. Yeah, like Reverend, like he's preaching, preaching. No, I think he's back from Texas now. He is. Really? I I think he did move back to Texas. How's he doing? He's he's doing all right. I follow him on social media, so he usually looks like he's doing pretty good. Good. So I think he's like in the area, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he's not back at the Oaks though. We like we like Rob. Yeah, we like Rob. We love Rob. But uh, Connor, you were saying something about a place that three of us used to work at Chicken Filet. Oh, good old Chick Fil A. That's where we all, uh, we all Destin, have horror stories. You brought stories. Destin how four, all the four of us except Chris ended up working Chick-fil-A. Me, yeah. you, him, and Destin. Which, oh. Chris, God bless well, him. Well, his so horror stories aren't that bad because he was up front. Well, right. no, I had to deal with the customers, man. See, we everybody had, had their own level of bullshit they had to deal with. Whether it was Sanchez. front or back. No, that was see, a Jose that was, was, Jose was one of the good parts That was a pleasure. But we all have our horror stories, so... Like the one time when uh, I said, you're welcome, instead of my pleasure, and I got in trouble for that. Didn't you get written up for that? No, well, I remember I, I told a customer... I thought you quit almost. Well, no, no, well, I mean, I, if it happened to me today, I would quit, but back then yeah. I, I was more uh, but half of us humbled. would probably not survive Chick-fil-A. And I, I, was, um, I was talking to a customer, I was taking an order, it was a busy Saturday, because all the Saturdays were busy, and I, instead of saying my pleasure, I said, oh, you're welcome. Well... One of the higher-ups heard me, and he's all like, hey, you, I heard you say you're welcome instead of my pleasure. I need you to say my pleasure next time. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I go home. Well, 
later on that day, uh, one of the supervisors comes up to me and he's like, hey, so-and-so wanted me to talk to you about the, when you say you're welcome. Uh, make sure you don't do that. Make sure you say my pleasure. I'm like, okay, yeah, you told me already. I go home that day. I'm watching TV. I shower up. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. That's the one thing. We were always, all three of us were always exhausted. Yeah, and I was, always I, was in, I was enjoying. I always closed, and you were in between. Yeah, and I was enjoying my weekend, and I get I get a t- three texts from three different people saying, hey, so-and-so, I'm going to talk to you about when that time you said you're welcome and said my pleasure. <laughs> And I didn't respond to it. If it happened to me today, I would say something different. But I was, back then, dude, I was just like, working at Chick Fil A was like living under the Third Reich. <laughs> they were just Nazis about everything. Well, you could Yeah, look- looking back, I realized how strict Chick Fil A was. And you know, it's any depressing. Place we now. And you know what just upsets me? They are so relaxed now. They are. Like I have people not telling me my pleasure, and I'm sitting here burning up inside, going. I would have gotten written up for that That's shit. That's because Aaron and J-Mart left. Aaron and J-Mart... When J-Mart left, stuff started going downhill fast. Now, granted, it was always going downhill because there was a lot of polit- like politics behind the scene. They played favorites. They did. They played massive favorites. And all three of us can confirm that. Because Chris was my roommate. <laughs> I can confirm because I lived with all three of you. <laughs> While we were working at Chick-fil-A... And Chris has seen me in my absolute worst. Chris watched me as I was slowly, quite literally killing myself, trying to work at Chick-fil-A, being a shift leader at Chick-fil-A. There's working at Chick-fil-A, there's being a team trainer at Chick-fil-A, and then there's being a team leader, a.k.a. a shift leader at Chick-fil-A. And then there's being main night cook, where they promise you never remember to stop there. Uh, yeah. No. So, we'll go ahead and we'll start telling some horror stories. John... He sounded like you were about to tell a wonderful story. Are you talking about working three positions at once at night when they... I don't know if you had started working, but they had just changed it from... You know, it was right after the remodel, right? The big remodel? Oh, fuck that big remodel being up there. Fucking that's, in the morning. that's when oh, yeah. I started working. I started working right after the oh, this remodel. Was before that. I was talking about when they opened the 10am, but now you brought back a whole other level of horror stories. God. First off, brilliant man ever, Jose Sanchez. I wish you would hear this because... You are my tío, Jose. He's <laughs> my tío. I'll forever call him that. Got that same old car. Uh, so Chick-fil-A, the way the kitchen was set up was you had the front, what was it, line area, whatever you want to call it. You had the cooking area. Then you had the dishes. Ideally, it was supposed to be three to four people up front, two, pe- two people working bread, and that's what it's called, and then one person working dishes. Now, half the time, it was me and Jose working breading and dishes with Jose going, hey, you need to go take a break. You need to go eat. I'm like, yeah. Hey, don't clock up. Go eat. Take like 10 minutes. Come back. Yeah. I'd do it. It was still fun. Then I'm like, Jose, you got it cut up here? He's like, yeah. I'm going to go do dishes. <laughs> One time we got done until uh, 2 a.m. And this is mm-hmm. when I roomed with Noah. Poor Noah had the work mornings. And I think we had two hours. <laughs> yeah. Back when he was we were gone. at <laughs> each other's throats because of our schedules by the end of our <laughs> tenure. Starting out, it wasn't too bad. But by the end of the tenure, just the whole... Me waking up when he's trying to go to sleep, him coming home when I'm trying to go to sleep was just awful. It was great. No, not great. It was great room with him, but sorry yeah. with that. But um, there was one time, because I remember David Funk. You remember him? Oh, David. Good old David. I love he was that a guy. Nazi. I hated that guy. I respected him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, him and Aaron. Aaron was cool. Aaron was great. I always hated David because every time I start cleaning the bathroom, he come in there and take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's David. Like during closing time. Just like, testing dude. your work. Um, yep, clean. Don't throw them down the toilet next time. 
basically when you clocked in closing Chick-fil-A, your brain was going, how do we get out of here? Yeah. yeah. So I closed start... twice and I was, I hated it. You know, remember how they talked about the Chick-fil-A way in the kitchen? Yeah. I kind of learned, I don't give a shit about that. No, it's just all talk uh, to get you in on it and Aaron get would, you excited. Aaron, Aaron would try to get on to me about it. And he, there was one time we were getting late and prep chicken went done for the next morning. And he's like, John, do you? And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. Thank you. Knocked all that shit out. We got out with yeah. a decent time. Before we remodeled, though, after you got hired, we were getting out, believe it or not. See, we got done at 10. We get done at 1045 or 1030. Yeah, y'all were like clockwork before that remodel. After the remodel, because we doubled everything, about 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Well, yeah, because yeah. we didn't know how to do the new layout and, and all that stuff. Ryan Ramsey stuck. was dying on a regular basis. Dude, yeah, no. He... Now, one person I don't talk about, I think I've told you about, Brittany Watson. Oh, B. Watts. No, she was... Looking, good person. Good person. Brilliant person. She, yeah, I'm, going to, I'm not going to, this is a G-rated podcast, sort of. But let's just say, looking back, Brittany Watson did teach me that personality is really important. She has oh, a great yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. And looking back growing up, Brittany Watson, if you can hear this, you're a wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. But. But back to, not enough little sober but, moment. God, one time the alarm went off at 2 a.m. when we were finishing up dishes. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And David comes back, dang, John, you're already almost done? I'm like, yeah, because I don't give a shit. And are they completely clean? No, but can they be used? Probably. <laughs> and then Noah would get there in the morning and be like, there's no raw uh, chicken on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Noah would be looking at the bright table and be like, damn it, John. Did they do anything? Yeah, no, fuck no, that. No, so, so there was this unbelievable cycle between the night breaders and the morning breaders where they constantly hated and blamed each other for a cycle that was repeated well the cycle was repeated by both parties so morning would come in notice nothing was done on night and so we'd spend up we'd spend all day trying to catch up but by the time the afternoon came we were so busy that we couldn't get shit done so stocking wasn't done and then night crew comes in and goes the fuck y'all didn't do anything so they're trying to pick up slack plus they're busy and they can't do anything to, they couldn't get anything done and so it just became this constant cycle of picking up slack and morning breaders hating night breaders and night breaders hating morning breaders for a problem that was ultimately caused by not having sufficient I liked, staff i loved all the morning breaders the only exception was gerardo sorry gerardo was a dick he was a dick and still I'm is pretty sure didn't he have a thing with courtney uh they're married now you know that right holy fuck yeah, oh, mine too. I really hope they're not listening to this right now. <laughs> I don't care. No, Courtney's so, a cougar. No, Cor- here's the thing. I never had any problems with Courtney. Courtney has a great personality. She's a good person. She had some stuff that was really messed up happening in her past, especially with her ex-husband. You know, not going into detail there. Yeah, no, Courtney's no, actually a great person. She's actually, really nice. I always got along with Courtney. I never had issues with her, but this dude, Gerardo... Was yeah. an abs. He was my age, but he was acting like he was. I thought he was younger. He might be younger. I don't know. I never got an accurate age yeah, out of the dude. But the dude was so cocky about everything. He thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. When in fact, I could think of probably about three to four breaders that were easily right. better than him, excluding myself. I know I was a better breader than him because I worked hard to become a better breader. I also had one of the best trainers in the world teach me how to do breading. Who trained? Austin Crabtree. I was like, no, I didn't train your shit. No. <laughs> no and the person who trained Austin is the most legendary best breader in the kitchen. You can't convince Jose? me the other way. Jose. Yeah, he trained me. Jose uh, trained all the 
essentially Jose has trained every greatest breeder there was because either mm-hmm. Jose trained the guy who trained a great breeder or he trained a great breeder himself. I love being trained by him. Connor, what's some of your horror stories, buddy? Well, I mean, well, nothing that has to do with the kitchen. Cause I, that's, no, you were front counter. I was front counter. I was the, um, I was like the first line of defense with the customers. But um, you get these weird characters coming in through the drive-thru, and like they would, during the like the rush hour, you go out there with your with the um, the iPad, and you actually take orders out in the, um, the, the drive-thru line. Yeah, it's called IPOS. But uh, you get these characters driving up, like you get... Um, I had these hillbilly people show up one time ordering, and uh, they, they're kind of weird because, like, they want to take a look at the menu. So I'm like, hey, you want to see the menu? Like, oh, yeah. But they want to go into the drive through past the menu to the next car. But when you take orders out in the drive through you have to keep them in sync because you have two yep. lanes. And that would mess us up in the kitchen if the sink ever got out of order. And I, I will tell you this coming from a kitchen perspective. We always got pissed off because we'd send orders up. That order would disappear, and then front counter would yell at us, hey, where's this order? And we're like, dude, we sent that out 10 minutes ago. Well, yeah. So, like, what happened was I, I was doing lane one. Someone else is doing lane two. This beat-up old Chevy comes up, and um, I'm like, hey, welcome to Chick-fil-A. Can I take your order? And, he, and the old man, like, this old man has, like, a little beard and righty clothes, and that old lady who's all skinny and, like, a cat lady. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, hey, before you take your order, let us move up. I'm like... Oh, you want to see the? You want to see the big menu? And I was like, "Yeah, follow me." So I go to the big menu, and they're like, "No, no, no. We want to go to the very end of the line, past the drive-through, we're near the windows." I'm like, "Well, I need to take your order first. So I'll, once I take your order, I'll let you go through. But we need to do it yeah. right here, so lane two doesn't get mixed up." And he's like, "What? Are you? Are you? Are you, don't you know what the customer's always right? You're you're telling me to stay right here and I want to move up?" I'm like, "Sir, I want to take your order first, and I'll let you move up." And then the, the wife's like, "Hey." What's his name? Look at his name tag. I want to get his name. I covered my name tag with my hand, which is like, I probably, yeah. I'm like, whatever. And they get so mad. He throws in reverse, speeds backwards, and just takes off. Yep. Just because I wouldn't let him move up in line. Yep. Some um, people are that picky there. I'm like, bro. And then I went, when I started out at Chick-fil-A, like I would have to, you start out by taking orders out to the customer themselves. And uh, you get these really like annoying Karens that come in to yes. Chick Fil A. Like, oh, God. it'd be like the slow hour. I got the tray of food. I'm walking out, and there'd be this one lady in the corner of the lobby with no one else, and she'd make eye contact with me, and she'd start waving her hand like, and her bracelets are clinking like, hey, hey, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here, and I'll, I'm like walking with the food, and I make eye contact with her, and I'm making my way towards her, and she's still like, hey, I'm over here. And I'm like, I put the food down, and I don't say anything. This yeah. is like my first, like, okay, I'm, I'm getting over this. Mm-hmm. And I, I turn around. It took every ounce of energy not to be like, hey, I see you, I see you, and wave my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all put up with a lot of abuse. Yeah, yeah. and I just like, I'm like, okay, here's your food, lady. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, no. Dude, working in the kitchen was just, it was rough, man. I mean, you were running balls to the wall your entire shift there was never a dull moment in that kitchen i'm sure it's the same on front counter but dude i'm telling you what you're in the kitchen you have to wear these ridiculous chef uniforms <laughs> that are so heavy and you I, I mean for us breaders not only are we moving quick we're uh-huh. doing very physical work because you are mm-hmm. just pounding that chicken when you're breading it because mm-hmm. you're moving so fast like that you're not you're not thinking about it 
Like you're just yep. sitting there and you're just going. Bam. Your brain kind of turns off. Bam. You know, you your know. brain shuts off. Your brain is thinking Although, one mode. Get chicken out. You know. But then you have these fryers that are running at what four hundred something three three. You have you have to run them each time. Three to four hundred something degrees. Four. And there's four tries. Five of them. Five fryers, four. Sets five fryers, two grills, and they're all running three four hundred something degrees. You're wearing these very heavy chef coats, mind you. You had to wear a t-shirt underneath because yeah. that was that was the rules. You had to wear these super thick pants. Mm-hmm. That yes, were oil resistant. They were great in that aspect, but oh, they were heavy. I didn't know that. I got another one. It's kind of it kind of has to do with dress code, but I remember when um, I started out, I was wiping down tables every day, and so you know when you're wiping down tables, it's actually kind of enjoyable because it'd be slow, and all you had to do you had to deal with the lobby by mm-hmm. yourself, and it'd be it'd be everything be clean already, just going over everything. So I would get in the zone where I, I, I have a blank look on my face, but I'm just wiping down tables, mm-hmm. straighten out chairs, straighten out tables. And I was in the area of the lobby where there was no customers. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just like in the zone, like, okay, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do my next task. And uh, so-and-so yeah. comes, I'm not going to mention his name, but so-and-so comes up to me. He's like, hey, Connor. And he pauses. And I'm like, I, 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 I stop and I, I look at him. And he's like, you need to smile more because we want to be positive. Yeah. And I'm all like, well, I was just in a really good mood, and now I'm not. <laughs> and I, I cracked a fake smile, and so I'm, like, wiping down the tables with a fake smile. I'm like, this is so Yeah. Was it Chaz? No, it wasn't. But Chaz, Jameson? Chaz is the only guy. No, Jameson. I would have beat the crap out of him if it was Jameson, but it was, uh. Who was it? It was J-Mart. <laughs> oh, it was J-Mart. Do you remember Walter? Oh. <laughs> Bubba? Oh. Before, we go, before we go any further, the best part about Chick-fil-A in the evenings, though, Working with Jose on Fridays, because I would get to put because Jose and I were just crazy Fridays. They had a rule with no music, but we didn't really give a shit. And y'all even, played it anyways. You had to listen to these Christian radio stations that the forty that played instrumental Christian. Well, that was for the lobby oh, in the up. kitchen. We actually heard the lyrics. Oh no! But it was the same five songs. I love, I love the way you hold me. Love, love like that stuff. Like the same five songs. All day. Until y'all left. And then it was me and Jose, and I think Aaron was causing and Aaron got to a point where he didn't give a fuck. He just didn't want anybody else hearing it. We put on, like, because we're weird, Lady Gaga playing. <laughs> you just lost your mind yeah, in we, the kitchen for that amount of time. Like I said, you're working around these fryers. Mm-hmm. We're you have this heavy stuff off? on. No. I mean, we did. And then I put on class. I put on classical. Night crew got, a lot, uh, got away with a lot more, but we had a lot more of the strict leaders. Stricter leaders. Aaron was strict, but he had good work ethic. uh, Brian Ramsey was Brian Ramsey. I worked with some of the best people I've ever worked with in my entire lifetime at Chick-fil-A. I have some amazing, great memories at Chick-fil-A, but I also do have some horror stories of just Mm -hmm. this one day. Go back to the music before you start. Like, go back to the music is like, was that supposed to get you closer to God? I don't know. It's because because they're a a Christian organization. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Christian, Christian in name. And, um, and you have, uh, you have some workers so. doing drug deals in the parking lot and getting fired for it. Yeah. Well, there were times before you came. The most Christian organization there is. I don't even think you were there. There were times back when it was me, David. Yeah, this was before you came. An old friend of mine, Phil Hartley. Remember him? Oh, oh yeah, oh. Phil. Don't ever bring up that name around Austin. Oh, you don't like him? I love Phil. Uh, because Phil did a lot of stuff that was wrong, as in uh, sexually abusing people. Young ladies, underage. 
I didn't know that about yep. him. Yep. And um, so Austin has always vowed that if he ever sees him, he better not ever come talk to him because huh? he will drop him on the spot. The irony in that, because Phil was the one who got me into the addiction club. Anyway, enough about that. Ah, the irony in that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's weird how much crap goes on behind the scenes that you don't even know about because people, because you're supposed to be there smiling all day. Those are some of the most, like, at work, that's some of the most fake people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that right now. Because I'm telling you what, there were dudes who, as soon as they stepped out in the lobby, they had a smile on their face. But in the kitchen, you could tell they were the most depressed person on the entire planet because the place they were working... The job that they were doing and the mm-hmm. crap going on at home, and yet they were still required to be happy and say my pleasure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris, you were my roommate. You saw just how quite literally dead I was coming back from every single. I think shift. you remember me too. Yeah, because yeah, I closed it. And yeah. one day I was. It was when I was leading shifts. I came in and the shifts I was always given to lead. It's this is how favoritism worked there. Yeah, what they have to do for you? I never got that far. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So, the favoritism was so clear because during the week, certain people would have literally the best workers in that kitchen on their shift because they were the ones leading that shift. And then if you weren't on the favorite list, you got the crappiest, laziest, newest, greenest workers with no trainers and no help. Plus, you would have all the crap happen that day. Like this one day, I come in... I'm, I already know I'm going to be short going into the shift. I know that I'm going to be spread thin with newbies, and I'm going to have to ask my brand new guys who are still trying to get acclimated, who are still within their you know, 30-day t- uh, free trial. <laughs> That's a thing. That wasn't there when I was there. Like, you know, that testing period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I'm having to ask them to step up and be doing some of the same stuff that a five-year veteran would have a hard time doing. Like boilouts. Anyway, mm-hmm. we hold that. Oh, boilouts. We tried to, but, um, to be fair, Night Crew tried to do those for you. I just You I guys usually to, did a pretty good job. Me, it, it got towards the end before I left. Me and Jose were doing it. And I had to talk. I had them be like, hey, Aaron, can we do this for Morning Crew? Can we do this? Can I take care of it? And he was like, sure. His issue was he, one, wanted me properly trained. I'm like, I have Jose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not properly trained. I'm not officially trained, but I'm Jose trained. That's good yeah. enough. No, so this this one shift, I already know that I'm going to be coming in spread thin, right? I'm just, I'm already regretting before even getting to work, having to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm already stressing about the shift. And then I get in, and there is just mountains of catering. Big catering orders, and lots of them. That carried over. And also the happened to be a very busy day of the week. It was one of our busiest days of the school week, because that's I worked that morning. Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday was usually our busiest yes, days, and so, you know, Tuesday you were usually busy all day. You'd have people coming in the morning for school, and then you'd have a big lunch rush, and it wouldn't stop until night crew came. Night crew would probably have only about a couple hours before their shit hit the fan, but I think our sh- no, I think we just kind of <clears throat> we walked in. The sh- not yours fault, but we just kind of walked in and just got yeah. shit. We didn't even clock in, and we're just like. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. So this day, I'm spread thin. I come in. I'm already stressed. I see that we have mountains of catering, and I'm like, great. This day is really going to suck. And then I have one or two people call in on top of that who were notorious for calling in. 
And I'm like, there ain't no, I'm sorry your pussy's hurting, but get your butt to work. I've come in here on an upset stomach where I'm about ready to throw up. No, she already left. You know, and have diarrhea. But anyways, so, you know, I'm already frustrated. I am struggling to get breaks done. I didn't get start. I didn't even take a break that day because I was it like a full eight hours that you worked. Yeah, it was a full shift. Golly, it was actually turned into a ten hour shift. Because morning cruise, I worked five to two. Right. Nine hour shift with only a 20 minute break. It was paid. I got uh, a, an allowance to use on the menu. Down. But, you know, but either way, I didn't get a break that day. Until you because they kept adding on catering on top of the stuff that was already there. We are like 20 to 30 orders off screen. <laughs> and they're still adding <laughs> catering. <laughs> and I'm like, we cannot oh. do this. I have asked for help. No one's coming in for help. We cannot do this. And I have front counter yelling at me for food. I'm trying to get catering orders because the catering people are asking for their stuff. And I got so frustrated. I said, hey, can you take over for two seconds so I can go grab a drink? That was a lie. I had them take over for a little bit. So I I walked back into the freezer and I was so frustrated, I punched clean through a fry box. <laughs> one of the front counter kids, he's one of the coolest kids, Rodrigo. Do you ever work with him, Connor? Yeah, I remember you, Rodrigo. You know Rodrigo. Uh, he's actually Aurora's cousin. They're Probably, related. I don't know. But anyways, you know him if you saw him. He's a great kid. He walks in, he, sees, he opens up the freezer door right as I'm punching clean through this fry box because I am just so pissed. At this point, and he just closes the door and walks away, and I sat in there for a hot minute, just screaming at the top of my lungs, punching fry boxes, because I was just furious. Came back out, finished the shift, wasn't able to get the breading station caught up, but we at least got stuff stocked for the next day, like buns and everything like that, but I remember, because I think on that same day, I was driving home, and I was so exhausted, I didn't notice I was going 40 in a 30. I see a cop pull a U-turn, he comes around behind me, and as soon as I saw the lights in the U-turn, I looked down and I saw I was going 40. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I was feet from my house. I was over by the elementary school. Yep, I remember that. And that's not even a minute from where I live. Was that when you were still in Collins? Or no, that's when I lived here with Chris. Right. Right, and I left that and was working in Because it was a job. summer day. That's why it was so bad. It was during the summer. It was hot. Because school wasn't in session, so I wasn't speeding in a school zone, but... The cop pulls me over and he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, yes, sir. I said, as soon as I saw you make the U-turn and turn the lights on, I looked down at my speedometer and I saw I was going too fast. He said, do you mind if I said, he said, please show me your license and registration. He went and he ran it. And I swear this cop let me off because he saw exactly how exhausted I was. Because he just, he let me off, which helped make that day better. But up like to that point before he left me, let me off, I'm like, I'm very, I'm struggling to pay the bills at that time as it was because I hadn't gotten a raise yet. So I'm struggling to pay rent, electric, and still live and have mm-hmm. some sort of money to go hang out with people from time to time. You were so stressed out during that time, dude. Well, I was yeah, also yeah. interning and serving and trying to go to college. And having always working. Breakdown. Yeah, always working a full-time job at Chick-fil-A, which right. was unbelievably stressful. And I just remember being at my, my absolute lowest point that day. Because that same day, Chris, and at his time, it was his girlfriend, now it's his wife, mm-hmm. Kiara, 
like just came in clutch. They saw how in the dumps I was, and mm-hmm. y'all went out, and I think y'all got me like a Cowboys mug or something that day. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. They did that a couple times where they got me just they got me some really simple Cowboys items just to make my day better. Chris, that always helped. That's how they should give me that but old Cowboys. You, that I had. Chris, you used to work at at uh, you, you used cases. to work at Starbucks. Well, I gave you one. I have yeah, one. I remember Starbucks. I still have it. I use it. <laughs> I know. I thought that's like that. Chris is gonna tell his Starbucks story. Oh, I'm gonna tell oh, a Starbucks story. I love my. Okay, me and Chris. Me both worked at Starbucks. I worked at a really awesome Starbucks. Chris has, like... He worked with Michael Meeks. <laughs> no, no, I worked oh, yeah. in California. No, I, I worked with Michael Meeks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I worked at a... We had, like, a really busy Starbucks here. It was, like, across the highway from the Chick-fil-A that these guys were at. It's it was the like, only Starbucks. It's, it was mind like, you, it's also Star- right next to a gas station and a yeah. Walmart. Dude, that place was hell. Like, I remember what? I got... It still looks like it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I literally is. block that place off from my memory whenever I drive by it. I yep. like I don't even see it. It's a blind spot. You should. Um, but like I remember once, like I'll just give one story because y'all have plenty of plenty of salt to go around. <laughs> um, I was on. I was working one day, and someone someone called the store phone, and I I don't know why I was willing to answer it. I think I was just free. I was like on customer support or whatever, so I didn't have to actually be doing anything specific so i answered the phone and this lady was chewing me out she's like i've been stuck in your drive through line for an hour and i'm just trying to go to walmart i'm like i don't know what you expect me to do <laughs> this was like the worst parking lot design ever like yeah, it is. they need to tear that place down and relocate to it's a better yeah it was it was the worst store location ever because it was built in the parking lot of a walmart and the and the drive through line would basically interfere with the parking lot like she was right it would also interfere with the racetrack line sometimes it has walmart racetrack and it's just like a three-way intersection there's a murphy usa gas station right next door too so you have two gas stations yeah it's it's pretty much the walmart gas station i know it is well and then right next to it you have that chinese place you have a jack-in-the-box and an ihop yeah and so after work after work it was great late at night yeah so chris what what would you what happened like did you i mean i was just like i'm sorry i can't do anything about it and i hung up i was like what do you want me to do like i can't make the line go faster there's literally hundreds of cars coming yes. through get out and walk I, that's why like whenever like, i go to starbucks i never go to drive through line because it first of all the line's going all the way out i just walk yeah. in i get my drink and the car is still in the same spot mm-hmm. when i walk past there's it there's actually yeah. a great way to avoid drive through starbucks just go to dunkin donuts uh, we don't have one local though. Oh, not here! Oh, there's one like three minutes away from me. Yeah, I don't oh, think nice. we have one in the area. I like tobacco Dunkin and Donuts. coffee. We're three minutes away each. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and for all the rough times I had at Chick Fil A, I had some great memories as well. Chick Fil A was, was a good place to work because I mean, besides I mean, the bullshit, you, it was family. You had your friends. No, that you you will. I mean, some of those people that I worked with, I'm still in contact with. I mean, obviously Connor and Johnny Boy here. But, I mean, uh, one of my closest friends, Austin Crabtree, I mean, I'm over at his place every weekend. You know, just hanging out at his place. I work, I actually work with Austin and another co-worker of ours, Levi. We all, three of us, Ah, work at the same place. You know, and, uh, no, I mean, I still keep up with a whole bunch of them. And some people, once they left Chick-fil-A, their life got ten times better. You remember Nate Turnage? Yeah, he he was with Bree Turnage, got divorced. Yeah. Got with this... So his life, his his life got really messed up whilst he was at Chick Fil A. He was working at Chick Fil A, just trying to make a living. You know, his life was rough. His parents. He grew up a pastor's kid, but his parents were those over strict kind of pastors, and they 
they made his life a living hell, you know, just with how strict they were, you know. But he once he got away from Chick-fil-A and actually he divorced his wife for very good reasons. He's, crazy. Yeah, his I, I, wife I was nuts. I where he's coming from now. His, his yeah, his wife uh, flip-flopped back and forth. Um, like, she said she was a lesbian while she was still technically married to Nate at one point. Um, I said she was a man. All right. Yeah, nope. and, you know, <laughs> and um, he struggled with that. He finally got through the divorce for the longest time. She wouldn't even sign the divorce, even though she didn't love him anymore. Yeah, yeah and, too. But he finally got it got it through. He went, he left, he started working at another place, and then he met this one chick at Yo, that place, so and it's like, him. it's great. I've seen him. He looks ten times healthier and better. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm glad to see that he's in a good spot. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chick-fil-A, I mean, it had its problems, obviously, but I mean, you know, work is work. Work is work. And anywhere you go, you're going to find And I think bullshit. Chick-fil-A, I, like, I still like their philosophy on how they serve customers. Every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm always... It, their customer service is unrivaled in the fast food industry. Now, granted, at Chick-fil-A, we had to call it a quick service restaurant, which I think is BS. It, it was fast food. No, it All is we quick. are is fast food. If you compare it to a McDonald's through rush hour... And Chick-fil-A through Russia, Chick-fil-A fast. Or the Whataburger over here. Whataburger, yeah. dude, that's like, tw- that's like 20 minutes to get exactly. your food. Exactly. That's, that's not fast food. That's and if you're the only food. car in line, it still takes like 18 minutes. Cause you're dude, not. it takes me two minutes to order my food in the drive through line, but it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes of waiting. It takes me about 20 minutes to get to the, you know, ordering window. And then it takes me about another 20 to 30 minutes to move four cars up to get my food. We're talking about Whataburger? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun also because I drive like a little small uh, Chevy Sonic. It's fun being in a Whataburger line because everybody drives massive trucks. No offense to you, you guys are some wonderful people. But I'm like, y'all are some big trucks. I'm down here. I know because like when you're working a drive through line and you got the headphones, you hear, the, you see this dodgeball, I mean, you hear... It's actually yeah. truck freaking, etiquette to turn your diesel, diesel off. Yeah, and he turns off like, all right, can I get them a little chicken sandwich and a fry and a Dr. Pepper? <laughs> the thing was, you just get that just meant you heard him start the car up again, and that was the loudest freaking thing ever. And you're like, <laughs> and then the, the worst part is when you have your headset. The battery's like, battery, low, change, battery, but... <laughs> no, no, and the, the lady's trying to order the food, and she's like, I'll take this. Battery, low, change, battery. And I'll have a Coke with this. Battery, low, change... Okay, ma'am, can you repeat that? Battery, low, change, battery. I'm like, I can't do this. And the headsets were quiet, because at the end of my Chick-fil-A term, I told them, I'm like, hey, I need to get out of this kitchen for a little bit, just so I don't lose my mind, because I'm literally killing myself. And right at the end, now granted, they did it too late. They promised it before they actually did it. They said, yeah, we'll get you up front. And then like two or three months later, they actually got me starting to work front counter. Just so I could get away from like leading shifts in the kitchen, you know, and have some not as stressful work. But dude, I did headset once. (laughs) Dude, I could barely hear a thing on that headset. I couldn't hear anything. You know my favorite part? Like quiet. My favorite food service job, unlike Chris, my favorite job was Starbucks. Because I worked at a different Starbucks. I I worked at a Starbucks in Visalia, California, my hometown, after I, I moved back from Texas. And the thing is with the headset, you could communicate with your coworkers quite like discreetly. 
So you're just like, hey, look at that lady over there. She's funny, and we're just like kind of laughing about it. Yeah, but Chick Fil A, you do that, you can trouble. But you're yeah. like, you're like mumbling. You're like, yeah, check this out. And but and, but we all got along at our because our Starbucks in California was considered the best Starbucks west of the Rockies. That's yeah. what that's, and it, I, I believe it was. It was great because in my hometown we have seven Starbuckses. I went to the other ones while I was working there. Ours was actually the best. Like my order. I will kept, say this: Waxahachie Chick Fil A. When John and I worked, when John Connor and I worked there. We were the best Chick-fil-A in the area, in the yep. DFW area. Because we had good management. Uh, no offense to the current ops manager. I don't know who he is. No, Mike, Michael. Michael, Michael Ball. Michael Ball. Nice guy. Michael Ball is a phenomenal guy. Not the best officer. He's not the greatest manager. Although, J-Mart. Dude, you see J-Mart lately? Dude's a cop. Yeah. Ripped. Let's all get out. Dude, J-Mart got in shape after Chick-fil-A, which I'm proud of him. When I know. saw J-Mart, I'm like, why he look like Noah? <laughs> No, J-Mart was a good dude. And like I said, I worked with some of the some of the best people at Chick-fil-A. Anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, good and the bad. I mean, work is work. But Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A did have some good memories that really helped oh, yeah. me. I think because for me, I was in the front counter. I was, um, it was just different for me. You guys yeah. had a rough, I mean, it taught me how to do customer service better. And I mean. Oh, yeah. I and, don't, it, and it, it does follow you. Me working a parts job, I still carried the customer service lessons that I learned at Chick-fil-A with me. And our store, out of the out of our five stores, us, our parts department has the best customer service out of anybody. Yeah, right. And the three reason. of us were former Chick-fil-A members. But Anyways. We could sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours about past stories, but there is a limit to time. Yes, <laughs> we, uh, we enjoyed you guys listening to us tonight. Um, we're happy that Chris and... And John, John I almost forgot your name. I'm so sorry. It's the Cockinator. Like, Chris uh, and the Cockinator. <laughs> no, wait, wait. What did I always call you? What did I always call you? The Elder Scroll. Uh, the Elder Scroll. The Elder yeah. Scroll. Chris Elder is the up, Elder Scroll. Whenever you open them up, you're blinded. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Chamber and uh, John uh, Connery. John Connery, or as I like to affectionately call him, Wallace from Wallace and Gromit, because he looks exactly like You know what they call me at work? Connor McGregor. Maybe you should take after them. They call me Connor McGregor at work. They don't know you at all. I I am their supervisor, and they call me that, and I am... That's funny. To be fair, if he puts on his glasses, he does look like you would think Clark Kent. There you go. And if he also added on about 50 pounds of muscle. Listen, to be fair... I have... 20 pounds of muscle. You, you, you do much. have muscle. You've been working out. You've been working hard. You've actually put yeah. on weight since you I started. I look like a very buff skeleton. Okay. <laughs> when we worked Chick-fil-A, I was compared to where, skinny. Yes, we were both in shape. I was able to bench press 225. Anyways. Yeah. All right, but, yeah, we got to stop reminiscing. We will we see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to us, and you guys have a good day. Like, comment, subscribe.